0: Online. It's an important time of year on the liturgical calendar for Christians, but also for folks in the secular community as well. Uh, Christmas is on the way. The end of the year is on the way. There is excitement, anticipation for the new year. Uh, New year has also... uh, meant a new pastor uh, for one of our local churches, St. John's Lutheran, located in North Versailles Township, has a new pastor. She is the Reverend Kimberly Greeway. Um, she started, I believe, in September, pastor? Is that accurate, or October?
1: In July. Oh, yep. in July.
0: In, okay. In July. So you're not so new. you six months, and she is our guest. Just this... under
1: six months, just approaching the six-month uh, date, yes.
0: So so, so she is our guest this morning to talk uh, about her calling to North Versailles, how she joined the ministry, and also to talk about the Advent, Christmas, and Epiphany seasons, and of course, uh, Saint John's Lutheran. Good morning, Pastor.
1: Good morning. Thank you so much for having me on. I so appreciate
0: it. Well, thank you for taking some time to talk with us this morning. I know this is a busy time of year for pastors, as we were saying off the air. Not as busy as Easter, but uh, for for Christian pastors, this is this is a very uh, busy time of year. It uh, is a
1: little bit intense. <laughs>
0: Where did you grow up? Are you originally from the North Shore Sales area or from the Pittsburgh area? Uh,
1: no, I'm. I am from Pittsburgh. I grew up in North Hills and graduated from North Hills High School.
0: Okay, and did you grow up as a Lutheran? I did
1: not. Okay. I uh, in the first uh, f- my early years, my we attended um, Forest Avenue Presbyterian Church. Mm-hmm and then that's where that's where i was baptized as an infant and and grew up there it was our sort of family church and grew up there perhaps until uh, early junior high and we were looking for a a church that had a very large uh, or or active uh, youth program and we found st paul's united methodist church in allison park um and moved there. And, and that was the, the church that fostered me through confirmation and uh, junior high and high school and, and sort of through my discernment of call a call to ministry as well. So both of those in the North Hills, uh, Bellevue and then Allison Park. So um, those those two churches are certainly fond, uh, have a fond place in my memory.
0: One thing that has struck me um, recently, I, I'm a Gen Xer and but i i I work with a lot of millennials and, and gen z you what I don't know what even what these labels mean anymore but one thing that struck me is that um people no longer the 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 differences between denominations uh when I was a kid seemed very important, and mm-hmm. to younger generations they're they're not as important i, I the, the, there are all these different denominations. There are Presbyterian, Lutheran, Episcopalian, uh, Congregationalist, United Church of Christ the, the, on the Protestant side. We haven't even talked about the, the Roman Catholic side or, right, the, 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 or the Greek Orthodox Church side or the Russian Orthodox Church side, right? Um, are, are you noticing as a clergy member, and, and probably my bishop is not going to be happy with me saying this, but are you noticing that people are paying less attention to the denominations? And then they used to? I
1: think there is a sense of a desire for a community. Okay. Uh, And so, where someone finds the kind of community that they're looking for, whether that's uh, some people are seeking a small church family atmosphere, um, some are seeking a large active church, some people are looking for something in between. um, It seems to me that people find a community. That they like, and and then find out what the denomination stands for. Okay. Uh, Now that does also go the other way. There are lifelong Lutherans, lifelong Methodists, lifelong Presbyterians, of course, Um, and and they might only consider churches in those uh, those particular denominations. But I do find an openness that perhaps wasn't there in previous generations, as you've uh, witnessed as well.
0: Uh, Pastor Kimberly Greeway is our guest this morning. She is the relatively new pastor of St. John's Lutheran Church in North Versailles Township. We're talking about her calling. We're talking, uh, she's been at that church for six months now. So we're talking about uh, as she's getting acclimated to the community. And we're also going to talk about the Advent, Christmas, and Epiphany seasons, what they are, uh, how Lutherans celebrate them in the Lutheran tradition, and, and why these seasons are significant on the liturgical calendar. So, what attracted you to the Lutheran church, having grown up in the Presbyterian and Methodist churches?
1: Yeah, so my call has always been to to cross-denominational and, and cross-cultural appointments um, and calls. Uh, my first call uh, was to the British Methodist Church in England. So my, my first uh, couple of churches out of seminary was in the Pool and Swanage Circuit in southwest England, about two and a half hours west of London. Um, and that was a lovely time of, of being kind of steeped in the traditions of where John Wesley had Uh done his work and his spent his life. Um, but then to see what does it mean to define yourself as a British Methodist. You're going to have to Um,
0: pause for just a second, because how how did you make the leap from the United States to to England? Where did you go to seminary?
1: I went to seminary at Duke Divinity School in Durham, Uh North Carolina, Mm -hmm. and there was an exchange program there. At that time, they were rather short of clergy, and so they invited clergy from all over the world to come for uh, short-term contracts, one, three, or five years. Uh, And so there were a number of us that came over for one-year contracts and, and sort of filled in and helped out uh, as as needed in the British Methodist Church. That, and we had uh, together a circuit of 16 or so churches, and then uh, uh, about five pastors who served those churches together.
0: Without getting too uh, derailed into sort of the, the history of the Protestant Reformation, th- that you really have, uh, through that experience, I would think, it learned so much and experienced so much, as you said, what it means to be a, a British Methodist versus the United Methodist Church in the U.S. But all, all of those churches kind of, in the U.K. at least, kind of all grew out of the uh, the, the Anglican split from, from exactly. the Roman Catholic Church. So there there's, was a lot of cross-pollination there in the U.K. That must have been extraordinary.
1: Yes. And of course, there are different assumptions. Um, Methodism is not uh, Methodism all over the The world doesn't look exactly the same, and so, uh, of course, countries have their own traditions, and then areas and even congregations have their own traditions. Uh, And so, sometimes it was a matter of figuring out: is this a Methodist tradition? Is this a Christian tradition? Or is this a a pool area tradition? Or is this a a congregational tradition? And trying to figure out uh, where we were and the expectations, uh, you know, how they how they sat. And to figure out what uh, you know, what what you could do together going forward it was very exciting.
0: I, I, I'm a fan of the uh, TV show, The Vicar of Dibley, um, and I'm wondering how, how you know th- that that's a show. It's a British sitcom about a, a very small Anglican parish that has a, a, a woman takes over as pastor, and they're you know they're all up in arms for a little while about this this brash outsider coming in. How did these parishes that you were dealing with uh, deal with this American? clergy uh, woman coming in?
1: Well, I was very, uh, very pleased. And I think lucky that one of my co-pastors was a Canadian pastor as well. So they were already um, accustomed to the North American accent in English. uh, And they had uh, already gone through some of the uh, perhaps Cross-cultural difficulties mm-hmm. or or confusions, so that was the path was rather rather smooth for me.
0: What an amazing experience! How, how long were you there?
1: I was there for one year before okay. coming back to Pittsburgh. And,
0: and and when when were you ordained? And were, were you ordained in the Methodist Church or in the Lutheran? Yes, Church? in
1: the Methodist Church, uh-huh. and we have sort of a two part ordination. You are uh, commissioned at the beginning, mm-hmm. and you are given. Uh, essentially limited clergy privileges with a, a, some oversight. And then my final ordination was in 2009.
0: We're talking with uh, Pastor Kimberly Greeway. She is the pastor of St. John's Lutheran Church in North Versailles. We're gonna, I'm going to ask her to tell us about their very successful uh, trunk retreat event that they had uh, around Halloween. But uh, Halloween is past, and we are talking about Advent, Christmas, and Epiphany, what they are, how Lutherans celebrate them, and why those seasons are significant on the liturgical calendar. Uh, pastor, we have a break coming up. Can you give us your website for the church and also for folks who are not super internet savvy like the phone number is if they want to call and get more information.
1: Absolutely. It is www.stjohnsnorthforsales.com and the saint is an S-T. So it's www.stjohnsnorthforsales.com and our phone number is 412-824- 0277.
0: And uh, when are your normal uh, weekend services? What time?
1: So our Sunday services are at 1045 in the morning. And prior to that, we have Sunday school for adults and children at 930. So 930 is the Christian education hour and 1045 are our, our services.
0: And when will your Christmas service be?
1: Yes, our Christmas service. We're very excited about, uh, A nice candlelight service with all the the music and trappings that we have expected uh, that haven't been able to happen for the last couple of Christmas Eves. And so we're really excited to be able to join together on Christmas Eve at 9.30 p.m.
0: 9.30 p.m. on Christmas Eve at St. John's Lutheran. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about your trip uh, back to Pittsburgh, back to North for Sales, and also about uh, tell us a little bit about St. John's Lutheran, okay? Thank you. You are tuned to Two Rivers, 30 Minutes, broadcasting from the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport. We'll be right back. Support for this broadcast comes from Strifler's Family Funeral Homes. Since 1866, Strifler's has provided compassionate, professional memorial services for families in White Oak, McKeesport, Dravosburg, Portview, and the surrounding areas. Strifflers offers comprehensive pre-planning services and aftercare. And through its affiliated company, Design Monuments, Strifler's also provides permanent markers and memorials crafted in stone, bronze, and other high-quality materials. Learn more at com or call 412-678-6191. Once you were, as you mentioned, commissioned and then ordained, what was your first calling as Uh, Was it as a a pastor or as an assistant pastor or as an adult educator what?
1: Yes. My first calling was to the British Methodist Church Mm -hmm. in England, and I was there for a year. And then I uh, was appointed or called uh, by the bishop, the United Methodist bishop, to Mount Lebanon United Methodist Church here in the South Hills of Pittsburgh.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. And how long were you there?
1: I was there for four years.
0: Okay. And, and and how did you make the the transition from uh, the Methodist synod to the Lutheran synod?
1: So, in the interim between Mount Lebanon United Methodist Church, yeah. I was the director of chaplaincy at the Allegheny County Jail for eleven years, oh my gosh. and so spent a, a number of years uh, working both with inmates and the staff, and then including also the volunteers that were that were there, um, and then really felt a call back to parish ministry and uh, pursued a couple of uh, opportunities and really found an affinity with uh, St. John's here in North Versailles, just a fantastically loving and welcoming and hospitable community that uh, wasn't too scared to call a Methodist to their Lutheran uh, church and 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 walk through those kind of cross-cultural, uh, perhaps, intricacies. Uh, it was very exciting.
0: We were talking with Pastor Kimberly uh, Greeway of St. John's Lutheran Church. Uh, she became pastor there about six months ago. Uh, let me back up just a little bit, and this is something we've had a number of clergy that we've interviewed on this program, and, and I always ask them sort of one of the same questions, which is when did you know you had heard the call? When when did mm. you know that, that, that the Holy Spirit or something had moved you that you wanted to make this your vocation? Lots of people are religious, lots of people are prayerful, lots of people are spiritual, lots of people are involved in their church or synagogue or temple, but it's only a few who actually feel a call. So so when did you know that you had been called?
1: For me, it was sort of a lengthy process of discernment. Mm-hmm. It certainly began to hear the call in junior high and high school. And I think folks around me perhaps heard it or recognized it more strongly than I did at the time. Uh, but began the official process in the United Methodist Church. I went to Allegheny College, a Methodist mm-hmm. college, and worked with a mentor there who uh, who helps guide you through a number of books and you know has lots of conversations with you about what it could be like and what your what your call might actually be. Um, and after, uh, as I was nearing the end of college, I. Um, Applied both to seminary and to the Peace Corps. A little bit of a test for God. I don't recommend it. Um,
0: (laughs) I I believe there's specific language in there that you're not supposed to do that.
1: There is yeah, okay. absolutely, and uh-huh. I learned my lesson. Uh, I figured I, since I couldn't decide, I'd let God decide, go. and uh, luckily enough, I was accepted into both programs and decided to go to the Peace Corps first. So I went to the Peace Corps uh, and deferred uh, my entry into seminary until after that. And so my real final process of discernment was in the Peace Corps, where I was on the ground serving people uh, in a secular context, but discovering that this was something I really wanted to do with the rest of my life.
0: I want to switch gears. A little- little bit, and and I don't mean to to make light of this, but I I grew up Roman Catholic. I am now Episcopalian, as as maybe people who know me know. Um, And one thing we often joke about in the uh, episcopalian church is smells and bells which uh we, there's a lot of liturgical traditions that are carried over from sort of the high church roman catholic tradition and i think lutheran uh, there's a lot of those traditions as well how how are you making the transition from the, the methodist church which again is a beautiful service has beautiful services but they're a little bit plain or spoken than necessarily the, the lutheran church
1: yeah so my uh personal uh preference is more of a high liturgy. So Mm -hmm. I enjoy the smells and bells as, as many call it, not just you. Uh Uh, And I uh, enjoy the ways in that we worship and glorify God through vestments and candles and traditions and gestures Mm -hmm. and processionals and recessionals and all those, uh, I think, uh, bits of art and music that are expressions of our love and worship are really, can be very, very inspiring. They can be a little um, confusing to Uh people who haven't seen them perhaps, Uh, but we do, we work very hard at St. John's to put very detailed notes in our, off to the side in our bulletins to explain it to people who perhaps aren't familiar with the traditions. So my preference personally was toward a higher liturgy, uh, sort of higher liturgical tradition anyway. Um, and so St. John's actually happens to be a rather good fit. My traditions have been in um, sort of higher liturgy Methodist churches, although I am, find myself very at home in, in churches with a very little uh, sort of formal liturgy um, and enjoy that as well. But it has been fun to um, to... Uh, experience the weekly communion, the processionals with the crosses, the, uh, you know, sort of more elaborate vestments. And um, it, my personal tradition has been to cross myself and to bow. And so here I'm in the company of other folks who find that uh, meaningful in their, in their own practice of worship.
0: We have another break coming up. The time goes quickly. But before then, I, I want to ask you, we, I mentioned that, you know, for millennials and younger folks, a lot of times the denominational differences don't mean that much or they, they don't understand that much. W- what I am increasingly uh, running into is younger people who have never been in a church at all, except possibly for a wedding or a funeral, and it, it all seems kind of mysterious for them— it, you you mentioned that for someone who maybe is going from the Presbyterian tradition or whatever other tradition into a, a high church, Lutheran or, or Episcopalian setting, it might be very confusing for them. I'm wondering about the person who's coming in who has not gone to church at all. And maybe this is their, mm. fir- you know, they've been invited by their mom, their dad, their neighbor, their friend. You know, come to church with me on Sunday. How do they get acclimated and how, how, do, how do they not run away frightened?
1: Yeah, it's absolutely uh, something that happens all the time. We have visitors all the time. And uh, we do um, make a a distinct effort to make people feel comfortable. And nobody will look at you if you're not doing something or if you're sort of just sitting and observing. uh, That's always fine. Uh, St. John's motto is a place for everyone. And it truly is. You can wear Cut off shorts and jeans and flip flops, or you can come in a suit or your best ball gown. We don't really care. Uh, we're just happy to have you here. And um, you might uh, have young children with you, and uh, some parents feel a little bit nervous if the kids are going to make some noise. But we're happy to hear the noise. That's we're not uh, we're not um, picky about that. We want people there as they would be in their daily lives. And so we're excited to to have people come in and learn with us. I think um, there's an impression that's pretty widespread that you have to be perfect in order to enter a church. Um, a church is much more truly like a hospital where it's those of us who want to get better, the ones who are seeking something else. Uh, we want to go there and learn together. So we come imperfect and we stay imperfect. Uh, we never quite uh, get it right. But together, it's we're just trying to, to do better and learn more and, and serve God.
0: Yeah, You were telling me off the air that you had about 150 people for your fall festival up there, which um, I think had a costume party and a scavenger hunt and trunk her treat for the kids. Uh, were all those 150 all of them from St. John's or from the broader community?
1: No, they were absolutely from the broader community, mm-hmm. and in fact, uh, the the festival was was focused on people in the neighborhood. We uh-huh. wanted to. Uh, Feed them and eat with them, and you know, just welcome them in and have the kids run around and and ask what things were. In fact, as they went to different parts of the scavenger hunt, we sort of explained what that room was for. And when they came to my office, we sat on the floor, and uh, whatever group of kids was there, I said, you know, what do you want to touch? What do you want to see? What do you want me to explain? And some of them would uh, want to hear what was in this closet or what were these vestments for? or What was this cup for? Or what was that book for? Uh, so we really sat down and just explained, um, Things that they might not be familiar with, but it was a great time. We were so lucky to have uh, people feel comfortable enough to to come into our space and celebrate fall with us. Uh,
0: Pastor Kimberly Greeway is the uh, is at St. John's Lutheran Church in North Versailles. They are just off the. Uh East McKeesport line right there on Route 30, uh, 715 Lincoln Highway is the address, 412-824-0277 or stjohnsnorthforsales.com. Uh, we have the second break to take when we come back. Let's talk about this Advent and Christmas and Epiphany season, okay?
1: Thank you. Sounds great to me.
0: Uh, broadcasting from the Two City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport, this is Two Rivers, 30 Minutes. We'll be back in 30 seconds to wrap things up. You're listening to Two Rivers Thirty Minutes, a production of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. If you've got an idea for someone who you'd like us to interview, or a question or comment, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. We're back for a few more minutes with uh, Pastor Kimberly Greeway of St. John's North through Sales. Uh, she has been there since July. Uh, she was previously at uh, um, uh, you were previously at Mount Lebanon United Methodist Church uh, in the South Hills. Um, when we took the break, I said let's talk a little bit about this Advent, Christmas, Epiphany season. I, I have a close friend who is very gets very frustrated about that song, the Twelve Days of Christmas, because he always points out that Christmas is the first day, and then we're anticipating the Epiphany. We're, you know, it's it's not the twelve days before Christmas, and he always also gets frustrated because they stopped playing Christmas music on the radio on December twenty fifth, and we're still in the Christmas season. Talk about. What Christmas means it is it is the symbolic it's the celebration of of the birth of Jesus Christ. What is Advent then?
1: Yeah, Advent is what I think is one of my favorite seasons. I I enjoy the the seasons that prepare us for the big uh, the big celebrations. Uh, Traditionally, um, Advent comes really from all the way back to the sort of third fourth century, um, and is a time of preparation to celebrate the nativity, the birth of the the child on Christmas day. But the focus was always epiphany. Advent and Christmas were leading to epiphany um, because the birth of a child is a wonderful thing. um, And yet it was a very almost um, hidden thing. We had a few angels, a few uh, shepherds, that that kind of thing in the gospel of Luke. Um, But it's not until epiphany that outsiders really come from a different place, from a different country, from a different tradition, uh, and see this child and realize the significance. That's and the that we, is the, the we Three
0: Kings' Christmas Carol. it exactly. tells the story. It's the wise men as 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 they're often
1: exactly. They yeah. come from afar and uh, they come from a different country and to visit the child and the family. And there they they recognize uh, him, and it's the first recognition that uh, something is different about this child, something is different about this family, and the course of history would be changed. They would, of course, travel on and go back to their lives and, and begin to uh, spread the story of what they had seen.
0: There's a there's a song that became popular several years ago, and it gets played a lot this time of year, called Mary, Did You Know? And several of my pastor friends have pointed out that, of course, she knew. She, she knew in the first chapter of Luke— <laughs> they they, they she, she knew what was going on you know who, who are who is she who is this song trying to explain this to uh, absolutely it, 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 what is the relative importance i know on the commercial calendar christmas is the most important holiday for retailers but what is the relative importance of that versus easter and the lenten season so
1: i don't think you can compare the two okay uh, mm-hmm. in the sense of importance but every uh, at At the beginning of Advent, we start the church year over. That's the beginning Mm -hmm. of the church year. It's the new year. So we have Advent where we're waiting for the birth of the baby. Uh, We have the birth at Christmas, the recognition of his importance at Epiphany on January 6th. And then we um, go through a time of his celebrating his ministry. He is baptized. He does his ministry. He has disciples. He he works with people and teaches and preaches. Um, and then we come to the story at the end of his life where In Lent, we're preparing for his passion, his death, and then his resurrection on Easter Sunday. And so that's the story of his life from Christmas to Easter Sunday. Uh, And then we have our season toward Pentecost, where we're celebrating the, the gift of the Holy Spirit and the growth of the church uh, and so that season of Pentecost goes all the way through, right up until the end of November, and we start the story again uh, with the uh, with the season of Advent, where we're waiting for the child to be
0: born. It it, it re- and and of course, uh, Christians in most mainline Protestant denominations and, and Roman Catholic Church as well, they, they read the readings on a cycle. So every three years, you are cycling through all of these readings. So if 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 you faithfully attend church for three years, presumably you have heard all three of those cycles, but there's also this quicker liturgical cycle that runs, as you said, beginning with Christmas Eve, Advent, the new calendar, the new year for the church, and then uh, r- running through the life of Christ each year.
1: Yeah, so the Christian calendar takes us sort of through the whole story every uh-huh. year, uh, but then in the, uh, as you mentioned, the three year cycle, the mm. the revised Common Lectionary. Um, we're, we're blessed, I think, to have so many denominations use that so that you will, if you go to a church that uses it, you will hear uh, the same scripture at an Episcopalian church, at a Roman Catholic church, at a Methodist church, at a Lutheran church. Uh, and so we are all together studying the same scriptures. And the three years are um, divided by three of the Gospels. Mm-hmm. So Matthew, Mark and Luke. So one year you're going to hear mostly Matthew one year, you're going to hear mostly Mark. The third year, you'll hear mostly Luke. Uh, and the Gospel of John is sprinkled mm-hmm. in a little mm-hmm. bit, because it's quite a, a bit different from the others. Uh, and so you you hear the same story from three different perspectives. Three years in you know, three kind years of years in succession, samurai, and then we go back to the beginning.
0: For, for, the, for the comic book fans, it's a Seven Samurai type situation, or a Rashomon situation, where you get the same story, but you get it from these different perspectives. Uh, Absolutely. So, so what can people expect if, if they attend... Um, well, by the time they've heard this show, you, you you, you while, while this show is on the air on Sunday morning, you, you will be in Sunday school. So it might be a little bit too late for them to, to get to St. John's. But if they come to your Christmas Eve service, and that is at 9, 930? 930, 930. 930 on Christmas Eve. Uh, what can they expect?
1: Well, I, you will certainly hear all the, the Christmas carols that are, are so well-loved. You'll hear and see the lighting of the Advent wreath candles, those four candles that we light one each week in preparation for Christmas. And then we'll light the center candle as a, as kind of a celebration of the uh, arrival of Christmas day. Um, We'll have uh, wonderful organ and vocal music uh, the handbells will be playing and people will be singing and it'll be just such a wonderful time after so many 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 months uh, away in our homes uh, away from people but it'll be a lovely time to uh, to, to celebrate together and to um, to to sing and to listen and to hear it, it's kind of a as with all good worship, I think it's very uh, sensory oriented. You're going to hear and see and uh, taste different parts of, of the celebration that day. So we're, we're very excited and, and hope uh, some of you can join us. Uh,
0: the Reverend Kimberly Greenway was called as pastor of St. John's Lutheran Church in North for Sales in July. You can find out more about the church by going to stjohnsnorthforsales.com You can also call them at 412 277 They're right there at the the east McKeesport North for Sales line on the uh, east side of East McKeesport, uh, 715 Lincoln Highway in North for Sales. Pastor Greenway, thank you so much for taking some time to talk with us this morning.
1: It's been my absolute pleasure.
0: And thank you all for listening this week to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, broadcasting from the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport. So long for now.